Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. To the west of the great continent of Kern lies the island provinces of Perth, home to brave seafarers, exotic pleasures, storms of swirling magical energy, and cults dedicated to the old gods. Upon these white sands came the Eve's Watch, a band of sellswords and brutes seeking their fortune upon the shores of these lands. Let me tell you of this age of legends, for I and I alone am keeper of their saga. This is their chronicle. Mulay, did you see that? The line of guards that walked by? The woman in red. I assume I did not see her. You did not. No. Wolfax's going to start looking for a woman in red. Red-robed people are supposedly the bad guys. Those yeah. women in red. I might have a problem. My nightmares are now showing up outside. Maybe we can talk about this not in the street. Okay, just letting you know, because it just happened. Okay. Keep an eye out. I would say notice if there's a pattern in it. Maybe we can talk about I it. I think there's a pattern, but we'll talk about that later. All right, let's continue our patrol. It's getting darker now, so we're a little uh, more conspicuous being out, but we can still walk. We're just enjoying the city at night. Agreed. Koo and Jill, from your rooftop perch, Koo, what is your plan now that it is night? My plan when I first got up there was to see the patrols, look at the grounds, and with Jabal up there, see if he could give me a description of what this rival merchant looks like and if I could spot him and check his walls, check his grounds, see what his force is. I'm in the knack. He sticks out like the sore thumb. He is a greasy, phrenogene, fat, bloated, repugnant, dressed in flowing robes. Picture of poor health and overindulgence. Very rarely does Amendanak leave his compound. Then, once night falls and lights come on within that manor, then Kuhn will start looking into the windows. All the while, he'll be pausing, look down at Geo, and pass on information telepathically. Since I have your attention, Mr. Koo, may I call you Koo? You may. Jubal likes this. Feel as though our friendship is growing. Jubal loves friendship, loyalty, and friendship. That is the foundation of Jubal, my friend. And he puts a meaty hand with far too many rings on it on your shoulder. On my tiny shoulder? Yeah. I was wondering if I could employ the Eve's Watch. Not now. I am aware of your contractual obligations to my queen, my beloved queen. But perhaps after you are done, you can do something for Jubal. For a handsome price, of course. What do you think? We can talk? We can talk. Ah, beautiful. Jubal is concerned. Very, very concerned. There's a spy and a traitor in the queen's palace. Yes, Yes, you are astute observer, Ku. Very astute. Jabal likes this. I knew the moment I set eyes on you. This, this Kopi. He is rare. He is clever. He sees everything. I could tell these things when I look upon someone. Immediately, I knew that of you. And Jabal thought to himself, Jabal, this is one that you can speak with and voice your concerns that have been weighing heavily upon my broad, muscular shoulders for such a long time. My... Beloved queen, I fear, is in danger. As is my beloved princess, Jewel, the crown jewel of Mashapur. This poor girl, 
has been plucked from the bosom of the palace by an evil creature, I am certain. May I tell you my secret? You may. Your yeah. secret will stay with me? Thank you. I knew the moment I saw you, you were trustworthy as well. The queen's loyal guard. Kashim. Kashim. Yes. I fear he has begun a journey down a dark path, one that has led him astray from our beloved queen. I think he is in league with this Amandonach. Worse with, and I dare say the name, Shogoloth. He is the one. For how could anyone possibly know that the woman you are escorting was not in fact our beloved princess, but decoy, an imposter, cleverly placed there by our brilliant and beloved queen in an effort to protect her daughter, weighs heavily upon me. I am glad that I have released this burden from me to you, but now... Jubal is saddened that he has placed such a great burden upon his new and beloved friend, Ku. I apologize for my foolishness in doing so. This is a terrible burden for you to carry. Eve's watch has taken on many difficult jobs, pay, and means of egress would be of import. Means of egress. Uh, how you will leave this kingdom of Mashapur? But Jubal has many lavish merchant vessels that I will gladly afford you free passage and the most opulent of quarters on. Jubal's own private quarters, of course, for his new friend, new beloved friend, Ku. Nothing but the best. And I will pay handsomely. Define handsomely. Define handsomely. You are not only clever, but you are a good businessman. I think I think Jubal could use you handsomely. Ah, what do you fancy, my dear friend? Do you fancy coin? Do you fancy jewels? Fancy... Rare items. So, Kushim is plotting against the queen. He means to stab her in the back. Let's say the weight of his right hand in gems. The weight of his right hand in gems? Ah, the sword hand. I like the way you think, my friend. The sword of which he uses to stab the queen in the back. Ah, you are clever. Yes, yes. The weight of his right hand in gems, including looting the rings upon it. Yes, this is good. This is a good contract. However... We have to have the agreement of gentle. But this would be problematic for Jubal if the queen knew I orchestrated this. Unless, of course, he is proven to be the traitor. And then Jubal, well, Jubal could take credit for this. And of course, you as well, the Eve's Watch. Why? It would be Jubal who uncovered the plot. Yes. Yes, it would be. And Jubal employing the greatest company of cell swords in all of Hymurin. The credit, of course, would be shared, and that would elevate your already high standing amongst your employers. You would indeed. This would work out wonderfully for the both of us. Yes, it would. Ah, a plan is coming together, my friend. He clamps your shoulder again with a meaty hand and gives you a playful shake. This I like, Mr. Cool. This I like. Good. In a gesture of friendship and Business, allow me to put the down payment on a hand. And he hands you a gem. There, my friend. This is our gentleman's agreement. You keep that for yourself. Buy yourself something nice. You could buy yourself some things nice with a gem like that. What is the gem? It's a quite a large ruby he puts in your hand. The Thank color you. of blood. A blood oath between two good friends. Two very good friends. Yes. Business partners. Business partners. Heroes of the crown. Savior, rooting out. Saviors of the queen. Saviors of the queen, yes. Saviors of our queen. I think I like this Eve's watch of yours. I think I like you, Jabal. Jabal loves friends. Loves friends. 
If one does not have friends, what does one have in the world? Yes? Nothing. Nothing. Many enemies. Far too many enemies. Far too many knives in the back. Of course. But not Kushim's knife in our beloved queen's back. Exactly. Then we have a deal. We have a deal. This ally. I will take my leave of you, my friend. I will have refreshments downstairs for you and your pet giant. The pet giant gets hot very easily. He will definitely need refreshments. Yes, he looks very uncomfortable. I will see that he has brought the finest of wine from my personal sailors. Thank you. I'll have that son of a bitch Steve bring it out to him. (laughs) (laughs) And he stands up and he flashes you a broad smile and disappears down the stairway into his manor. Who will continue his observation. What you gather is probably midnight. You see a large, bloated man appear on a balcony on a Mendanox banner. It's the very uppermost balcony. And he's standing in a silk robe that is open and displaying all of his rotund glory. He lights a pipe and he stands there overlooking his compound in the city streets, smoking his pipe and drinking out of a very pricey-looking goblet. And he's out there for perhaps an hour, maybe a little bit more. He taps his pipe out, drains his glass, and walks back in. Target marked, guard patrols monitored, ground seen. Is there any, besides the gate, does there look like there's any accessible means of getting into the compound from this direction or from what's visible to me through the spyglass? Aside from the gate, no, other than scaling the walls. The walls have guards on them, much like Jabal's manor does. There's a lot of guard activity at night, roving patrols. Amendanach has dogs. He has, he doesn't have the wiry Perthan dogs. He's got northern dogs that are thickly built. Very large animals. So large, you think you could probably ride one. They're easily more than 100 pounds. And they are armored. They're wearing leather armor and spiked collars. Look particularly sinister. When you zoom in on them with your spyglass, you can see scarring on the animals from battles they've had in the past, either with each other or with other individuals, assailants of Amendanak, perhaps. Individuals who have managed to get within the compound, but have not managed to get out. Is there a spot in the compound where the walls are close to the manor? No, the manor is right in the middle. There's outbuildings close to the walls. Several outbuildings, stables, servants' quarters, and there's even a barracks similar to Jabal's. Amendanak has more soldiers, guards, whatever have you, under his employ, it seems, than Jabal does. There's a great many of them. The dogs are accompanied by a guardsman. You think there's probably... Four or five of them that are patrolling the estate at night. You don't know if this is the norm or if this is heightened security. Leave us as much information as I'm going to get. So Ku will make his way down to Jeel. Let him know it's time. What are we doing now? Now we have to hook up with the rest of the party and figure out a plan. They were just walking by not too long ago. It's been a while. Guess we'll wait for him back at the, the palace. We could take a stroll. It's hot. It's nighttime. It's cooling off. Still hot. Is there a well nearby? Yes. You've been given a steady supply of bottles of wine, which you don't even bother to put in a cup. You're just hitting the bottles straight, popping the cork. I'm looking for the well just to pull up a bunch of water and just dump over myself at the same time. There there is a well, and the cool 
well water feels good as it washes over you. So good that you go in for a second and a third bucket. There's a lot of ground to cover with you. (laughs) After you're done dumping water on yourself, you're ready to depart Jubal's compound. Jubal comes out, throws his arms open wide. My friends, thank you for being my guests. I am humbled by your presence here. Please come back anytime you wish. Give me a bit of notice so I make sure I have enough food for you, Mr. Gio. So then it's not any time I wish. Oh, you may come whenever you want. Just let me know. But what if I want to come before I want to let you know? Well, I suppose you could do that too. We'll slaughter a pig or something. Jabal. Cool. It was very good meeting with you. It was amazing, our meeting. Thank you so much. I trust you will bring matter of our discussion to your fellows in the Eve's Watch. Yes? Most certainly will. I thank you for that make our way through the gates. Do we happen to see any party members when we leave? After walking the streets for a while, you see them up ahead of you, a few paces. A few paces for Geo, anyway. Uh, several for you, but you feel like it's... A few blocks for me. Yeah, easy enough for you to, <laughs> to catch up with them. They have their backs to you. And just catch up without bringing unwanted attention. And you do, in a moment, your companions Geo and Ku come up from behind as cautiously as possible so no one is killed. Don't turn around. We're being followed. We have much to discuss privately. Never mind. Yes, we should. Not at the palace. No. We need someplace private. I'm actually not sure where that would be here. Why don't we go to an inn and just rent a room? How hard can that be? Good plan to go. I would like to see some of the local inns anyway. What variety of inn are you looking for? Something extravagant? Are you looking for Hilton Inn and Suites, or are you looking for uh, Best Western? Tuco was hoping that... Uh, or one you rent by an hour. He would tell his party, I would like to go to maybe the seedier part of town. See, I'm thinking we'd go higher end. If we are in the seedier part of town, I might be able to find some friends who can give us some information. That's also true. I have friends in many, many places. Let's go for that. We can, only, we, we can always upscale. My only concern is the number of ears. Well, there's going to be ears everywhere. Tuco is hoping to find something where there are marks of the Thieves Guild, something where people are using Thieves Can't, because he'd like to see if he can talk to local thieves about what they know about this situation. Ku would be able to pick up on that as well. Well, the seedier part of town is not that seedy. As a matter of fact, as you're approaching the gates to the seedier part of town, you notice a mark on a large building. It appears to be a merchant's warehouse and shop. There's a large man standing outside, leaning casually against the wall. Tuco would approach while using Thieves' Cant and using his hands to send a signal in Thieves' Cant about where is the local Thieves' Guild. He responds with similar hand gestures, then a backwards glance towards the wall he's leaning against. Response in Thieves' Guild, I'm from out of town but I'm a guild member in good standing. Can me and my other friend who has similar skills get in? And now he's looking directly at Ku. And Ku will make the hand signs, the gestures. He flashes you both a few hand gestures, asking for your names, where you're from, what's your guild. Tuko replies with that information. Some of it is a bit garbled because he's been traveling. And the information that who we are, we're cell swords, we're the Eve's Watch. And two of us are guild members in good standing in many places. He stands with his back to you and walks over around the building to an alleyway and raps three times on a door. There's two raps 
and then he gives another rap and the door opens and he motions towards the door with his head. I ask him, can we get a private room for the party to have a conversation? He points to the man holding the door open. I give him the same message. Can we get a private for our group to have a conversation? The man says, of course. Thank you. And I hand him a gold piece from inside my short shorts. He flips it with his thumb in the air, snatches it and puts it in his pocket and then shuts the door behind you. He walks over to a room, opens the door, hands you a key out of his pocket and then turns around and leaves. Before he has a chance to leave, I ask him one final question. Do you have any source of information about the locals here? We would like to know about the merchants in particular. We have sources of information about everything here. What is it you want to know? And what kind of price are you willing to pay for it? The price is power, my friend. You know that. The price is good. I'd like to know particularly about Amendanak and about Jabal. And Kushin. All right. Well, let's sit down. Let's have a couple beers and we'll have a conversation. Shall we, mates? Excellent. This is... I immediately nudge Ku. Hey, man, you got any money? That was my only uh, short gold. Ku will pull out five gold place it on the table and that's just for starters oh just for starts well we're gonna have a long 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 conversation then right you're not the only one there the rest of the party i was about to say are we did were we allowed in yeah that needed to be clear so we're all in the room shuts the door after he brings in a couple pitchers of beer and some mugs puts the mugs and the pitchers on the table and motions to you to go to shut and lock the door Tuco does. Leans and back in the, the chair. Shorts. All right. Pours himself a beer, takes a nice long drink, and says, what is it you want to know? What are your questions? So, we got an offer from the Queen's Guard to kill... What's that fool's name? I have a better question. Who in the palace is most likely to betray the Queen? Well, I don't know. I suppose there's a lot of people who would do that within the palace. You see, the Queen would be really good for my Shapur. But the king's still got some allies, and there's a little suspicion out there that the queen had eliminated the king. Now, she's a rangy bitch, that queen. She's probably one of our better warriors, and many would dare say that she was even more effective on the field of battle, not only as a soldier, but as a leader, than the king was. I don't know if you've ever met her, or haven't, but I hear she's a bit headstrong. Buck in the system, you know? The system here in Perth has been one of... Well, it's the blokes that are in charge, right? Not here. Once the king was gone, Queen started making a lot of changes. Changes that a lot of the other Perth and nobles weren't really fond of. And then they started seeing things like women coming in, starting businesses, growing businesses. So there's a lot of merchants, a lot of the old money, if you will, that aren't happy with the Queen. Buck in tradition... That sort of thing. There's not a lot of men here that take kindly to a woman out businessing them, you know? But that's outside of the palace. Now, rumor has it that a long time ago, Kushim asked for the princess's hand in marriage, elevation of station and all that, and was denied by the queen and by the princess herself. Now, Kushim's a traditionalist. He's a very decorated soldier as well. But for all intents and purposes, for all we know, he's still devoutly loyal to the Queen. Now, he was elevated to this position as Queen's personal bodyguard after this whole debacle with asking for the princess's hand in marriage and all that. And I don't know, is because he was sore about this whole thing going down the way it did. And the Queen kind of made up for it by giving him a nice promotion, you know, and a fat paycheck every week. That's the rumor, anyway, for all I know. What do you know about Jabal and... He picks up the five gold coins, twirls one around, dances one around his fingers, puts them in his pocket. I don't hear you, mate. 
Anybody got any money? I heard that. I'll put up another five. Ah, my memory was jogged a bit. Ah, Sorry. Good, good, yeah. Close to the head and all that stuff. Tough business. Yes. You know what it's like. Absolutely. You, yeah. got, you got to eat. You, you, got, can't, you can't remember things I've if you I've got a family eating. to feed, as far as you know. Ah, uh, Jabal. Crooked is a letter Z, that Jabal. He likes throwing his money around. Pays well. He's not cheap like the other merchants. You know, he pays handsomely for loyalty. Jabal's a thug. He's uh, made his way in business... Not because he's a good businessman, but I think it's because he knows how to read people. Jabal knows that information is power. So Jabal, he's got his ears all over the place, you know what I mean? Now, there's a rumor that Jabal kind of came about his wealth originally, doing work similar to the work that we, the three of us do. You know what I'm saying, right? Yes, yes. So he's got folks that are running his businesses for him, and he's kind of raking in the money. He's got a pretty large network of ears out there on the streets, here and there, you know. Has he ever betrayed a contract? Set somebody up to take a fall for a job? Well, haven't we all? Well, as you say, if he started like us... Yeah, of course he is. You know, he's a wise businessman in that way. Now, one thing about Jabal is, when he likes someone, he likes someone. Hello, Zach here from Geeks Camp, and I'm here to warn you strongly about our podcast we've got three hosts forming some sort of a bermuda triad where many unfortunate souls enter and precious precious few merge again unscathed one of our siren hosts speaks incessantly about dungeons and dragons and god knows what other malefants the other a sea hag of a man that delves the depths of kickstarter and brings back both luminous pearls and moist clams finally the third and most despicable will spew tales of distant lands like tabletop conventions and other occurrences together we weave a tangled net of rpgs reviews and interviews that are sure to leave you breathless drowning now let me ask you a question has this tantalized you if so you can catch the geeks can't live on the World of Game Design Twitch and YouTube each week. Just search for World of Game Design on Twitch or YouTube, or search for Geeks Can't, that's G-E-E-K-S-C-A-N-T, in your favorite podcast feed, and you'll be able to download the audio there. Enjoy. He's going to take good care of him. His employees are very well paid. He's smart enough, clever enough, to know that if you want to keep loyalty, you have to pay for it. Have you ever worked for him? You know, you can't ask a question like that, mate. I don't want to know the job. I just want to know if you ever worked for him. You know, jobs come and jobs go. How about this Amendinok? Amendinok, yeah. That fat Prenagene. He came here, I reckon, about 10 years ago. He's got businesses in Prenagene, but this is a natural for him. Now, rumor has it, he's all over these islands. Not just here. They say he's got some trades going about in Anexus and Skeptis, maybe Trius even. He's wealthy. He don't like Jubal. Jubal don't particularly care for him either because he deals in some of the same businesses Jubal does. And he's a better businessman, a much better businessman than Jubal. He's got that savvy, you know, that savvy. You've you got to have to build a business from the ground up, which he probably didn't do. Daddy was probably wealthy and all that. Does he have any weaknesses, this Amendanak? Well, you is take he- a good look at him. Food is one of them. Can't keep it out of his face. That pothole's always got something going in it. How about women? Is he like the horse? Everybody likes women, mate. Everybody likes the women. Especially when they're wealthy like that. When you're wealthy like that, you can have anything you want. 
Do you happen to know where he gets his female companionship from? Any local whorehouse he patronizes? He never leaves. I don't see him outside of his compound much. Any of the ladies at night ever been in his compound? I reckon, yeah. You ever met one? I don't cavort with such mm. things, uh, mate. I'm a, I'm a I didn't family say man. You, you paid her, but have you ever talked to one? Or any of your friends ever talked to one? Yeah. Like, what? where did they come from? Are they working in a local house? He sends a messenger out? How's it work, you know? I don't really know. I know that things come and things go. People come and people go. I do know that there's a bakery and a tea house that he enjoys the pastries from. And the teas. What's the name of that baker? I don't know what the name of that baker is. It's one of those upscale places. It's got a big loaf of bread on it that's gold. Now, who would ever eat a golden loaf of bread? You know, the sign out there? Kind of fancy like they do it. Probably a Mendenhock, right? He'd eat anything. Speaking of gold, I'm going to slide two more his way. Does that help jog your memory, Annie? It don't, but I know that on Thursday, they usually bring a nice shipment of pastries right from the shop up to Amendanoc's front gate, where the guards out there will take it, bring it inside, and I'm sure he obliterates the entire box right then and there. That is helpful, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for your help. Anybody else got any questions? Okay, can we have the room for a minute? Yeah, right, mate. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll see you. Stay safe out there. You know, it's dangerous business we do. Indeed. And he- you stay safe, too. He walks out the door, shuts it behind him. You can hear the lock clicking on the outside. Quill and parchment only. This room definitely has ears. Well, conveniently, I have quill and parchment. I can speak telepathically. Okay. I'm going to stand next to the door and make sure no one's on the other side trying to listen, and they'll fill me in later. That's exactly what I was going to do. I was going to just pound on the door every so often. Yeah. They are probably more well hidden than I can determine, but I am going to start a systematic search of the walls. The walls are, are stone walls, like many of the buildings. As far as you can tell by tapping on them, they're thick, they're solid, and there's nothing on the walls at all. There's no windows in this room. There's several candles providing light and some lanterns, but it is effectively a just an empty room except for a table and several chairs uh, along the table. I'm going to pull out my moon touch dagger, which emits 15 feet of bright light. I'm going to use that to surveil the room and help illuminate so that Shin can also, in his surveillance, check the room. Roll investigation checks. Seven. Five. It's good. All clear. <laughs> Still parchment and quill. The first thing I write on the parchment is a suggestion that we have a misdirect conversation out loud while we talk on paper. Jill Lovac. Yes. Yes. Have a conversation. What'd you do all day? I had a couple of drinks, then some more drinks, then I Took a walk. What'd you do? I went for a walk. I went another walk, and then some more walks with no drinks. Didn't somebody try to throw a bucket or something? We're not trying to tell him. (laughs) That's all you did? I write on the paper, make up some lies about why we're here, and I hold it up to them. Do you think we'll be able to steal a boat? That'd be easy, I think. So you guys carry on this conversation (laughs) by the door as... How big the the boat needs to be, and... (laughs) And do we need crew? And are we going to kill them afterwards? And we're just going to go on to this, this little fantasy thing about stealing a big boat. And the rest of you carry on a conversation out loud that would be on quill and paper. Do you want to go first? Oh, you can start. I'd like to, I'd like to know what you saw. Jabal wants us and made a contract with me to take out Kushim. Well, that's interesting. We accepted a, a contract from Kushim to eliminate Jabal. I will pull out and show the ruby that Jabal gave oh. as like a... Shin's eyes light up very large. We did not get prepayment, but that's okay. The contract was for transport on a vessel out of Mashapur on one of his merchant vessels and 
Cushing's right hand, the weight of his right hand in gems. Tuco asks for the paper and uh, scribbles down. Well, one of them is probably a traitor, and we'll probably find out which. So it's easy we'll just kill that one. Actually, I'm thinking neither of them is, and it's somebody else. Somebody manipulating both of them, like the king, who we believe is dead, but might not be dead. Uh, or the king's allies. Yes. Right. Like our friend here was talking about. Yeah. I mean, if they're still, if they're still king supporters, which there would be, right? Who don't like the changes. They'd want to conspire to. Do we feel like we have to keep both contracts? We are the eaves yeah. why? We'll assess as we go. We have to fulfill our current contract first, and we will have plenty of time to discuss what we want. And maybe even discover more information. Correct. We may find something along the way that helps us to suss out, untangle some of these lies, because there are lots of lies here. So how about if we just steal a ship to get the hell out of here? Which is great. That'd be easy. But we're going to have to crew it ourselves, or maybe a few people. But we're going to need to eat. So I was thinking, do we bring chickens and a couple of pigs? we got to have something to eat. I think pigs will be worth it. Yeah, take up a lot of room, though. Chickens are messy. You grab one of them, you hold them over the railing, give them a quick squeeze, done, put them back in its cage, and you get eggs. But I think Tuchel's going to want raw, rare meat. You don't get eggs from dead chickens. You get eggs from live chickens. So if he wants to chase something around the, the boat or something like that, or, or wants rare or raw, no problem. I think Boulay would like it better if he was chasing his prey, which would be pigs. Chickens, they don't run fast. You ever try to catch a chicken? No, I eat pigs. They're hard to catch, and we both have to agree. If anyone's going to enjoy chasing down a meal, it's going to be Moulet. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. I can't, but I still think pigs is the way to go. They take up too much room, but you get chicken, you can make soup, fricassee, kebabs, you get the eggs, then you got breakfast and dinner all rolled into one little critter. And just bring a bunch of them. They don't take up much room. Pigs. And I said pigs. They stink. And chickens smell too. But you could stack those babies up along a wall. A bunch of little cages. They take up no room. I want pigs. I know you want pigs. You can have pigs. You can have some pigs. But we can't bring nothing but pigs. We have like 30 freaking pigs. We could to be room in the boat for like us, the crew. Okay, we'll bring two chickens. Two? We you have two eggs a day among six of us? Would you eat only two eggs? Come on, two. Okay, four chickens. That's four eggs. That's half your breakfast. What about the rest of us? Do you think Shin is going to eat You greedy anything? son of a bitch. Do you think Shin is going to eat anything? Give him a live chicken. I don't know why. It just seems right. Okay, one dozen chickens. I'm thinking more like 20. Oh my God, there's going to be no room for the pigs. You can take a bunch of little cages, stack them up. You have plenty of room for chickens. Pigs are all over the floor. Pig shit is all over the floor. No room. Fine. All right, how about this? Now, pigs are big. Yeah. It's not just one meal. Lots of meals off of one pig. So if we have like five pigs and 30 chickens, that gives us like two dozen or more eggs every day. And every now and again, we eat a chicken. And in breakfast, we can have bacon and eggs. I'm not even going to argue with the bacon. And eggs. And eggs. And eggs. Okay. We have a problem. What? Cool. I see him eating nothing but salads. All he does is pick weeds. I don't even know what to do for him then. Oh, I, oh, oh, I get it. There's that green stuff that grows on the side of the boat. Grass? Uh, some kind of weed that grows in the sea. We'll scrape some of that off. He can have that. Okay. He's eating nothing but weeds in the middle of the woods anyway, so I don't think he's really going to care. I wouldn't even know what to do for him. We scrape shit off the side of the boat. That'll be his. Okay. It's all his. 2K he, can share one, although 2K doesn't eat it. He just kind of mashes it up and makes something out of it. I don't know. Going to the matter at hand, Jabal's manor is very fortified. How do you pronounce that name? Adam? Uh, Amendanach. Amendanach. Amendanach's manor. Ku goes into detail about the setup and the patrols and the dogs 
that bakery, we might have to split into two different teams and there will be an infiltration team and a distraction team at the gates with the baked goods. He is a bloated, fat prenogene, just like this guy was just telling us I've seen him. Tuco grabs the quill and paper and writes, I could poison the baked goods. That's also a good idea. Could be helpful, but we do need to bring back the head. Yes. That's part well, of the contract. And only, I think, Amendanak would eat the poison. So we're not really eliminating many enemies. Did he look like he could fight? No. But he'd be Maybe, poisoned at many. Like fighting us in combat, uh, hand-to-hand? No. Magic, I don't know. I wasn't close enough to kind of get that vibe. Now, poisoning him and killing him in his compound, that would cause his compound to erupt in chaos and could serve as a distraction for us to get inside and sever the head at a later time. Can you non-lethally poison him? Maybe a sickness? Absolutely. Something that'll knock him on his back for I could put him to sleep. I could paralyze him. I could cause him to vomit. Vomiting. That sounds good. That's not going to help us. We need him to be unconscious enough that the guards are... And it's a definite distraction. But I could just kill him. I think. If it's strong enough. I mean, he's going to taste it a little bit, but it sounds like he's a fat pig shoving it in, so... Small doses in multiple things to make one big dose. Right. And that would also ensure that his tasters, because I'm sure he has them, may not suffer the same effect. Oh, that is clever, clever. Okay. Because he's going to eat the whole box, right? Yeah, so. Right. He'll probably have his taster taste one. I doubt that his taster will bite every single one. I think so. enough strychnine will do it. But he definitely would feel terrible, even if he's not dead. They would at least need to call a doctor. I'm sure the fat pig has had indigestion before. I, the bigger problem is, though, what do we drink? Well, <laughs> ale, of course. I was thinking rum. <sighs> rum? Rum. It has to be rum. No, it does not have to be rum. Jill hits the door, and it's rum. And I give you a shove. It does not have to be rum. Don't do that. And he pushes you back. Listen, you big blue bastard. If we have ale, we can cook with it. We can drink it like water. If we drink nothing but rum, everyone's drunk. We'll never get where we're going. We're going to run out of pigs and chickens, and we'll end up eating freaking shit. But if we keep drinking ale, you end up with the shits, and you become dehydrated. Where the hell do you buy your ale when you get the shits? I don't drink ale. Drink rum. What kind of crap-ass ale do you make where you come from where you get the shits? He drink rum. Well, maybe you should try ale. Maybe you get the shits a lot less. How about if we just bring a still? Okay, talk a little more. We can bring barrels of mash. Yeah. Cook it up in the still, and we'd be good. We can make either or. Depending on what we put in the barrels. Okay, I think we're on to something here. Are you planning now? Is this the planning stage? or Of the fake mission. Do that? This of the real the, mission. On paper is planning the real mission, mission, and the out loud is the mystery. Yeah, so the written planning would be, the possibility would be split distraction. We could do distraction. We're just going to have to uh, try to think of the best way to do it. I mean, it's going to have to be around that delivery, right? The distraction, yeah, start a melee at the, at gates, the gates. And then we have a party yep. sneak in. Is yep. that directly after the poisoning? There wouldn't be a poisoning then. Could the poisoning be the distraction? The poisoning could be a distraction. So either we allow the baked goods to go in and we do the poisoning distraction. We don't know if it takes effect. We also, and if it doesn't take effect, we're back where we are now. Whereas if so we, it could be a stage one, stage two. If we don't see a ruckus within the first hour, then we start a fight at the front gate. But the gate's opening for the baked goods is one of the best times to start that fight. Correct. Right. So if there's panic, the first thing they're going to do to Shin's point, they're going to lock the compound. Mm. They're going to double their patrols. You're not going to be able to get in or out. Fair. Better to start a commotion, draw more guards, allow a smaller team to slip in. How would you get in? Over the wall. Over the wall. Have to go over the wall. 
Granted, I don't know what the back of the compound looks like. I do. It looks like a wall. That's it. That's helpful. One way in, one way out. Okay, so it's three pigs. Whoa, it's 30 whoa, hold chickens. Hold on, hold on. We went from a dozen pigs and a dozen chickens. Now we're down to three pigs. It's never been a dozen pigs and a dozen chickens. That's what I heard. And I, I clenched my stomach because I'm getting hungry. Getting? We literally just ate breakfast before we got here. I'm a big growing guy. How much more can you grow? I'm one of the shortest in my family. Uh, I don't think you're getting any taller. Wider, maybe. I'll stand on my tippy toes. I, I'm not that short. What am I saying? I think you're growing in the wrong places there, buddy. You might want to consider squats a few in the morning and not just over the pot in the morning. <laughs> but still, three pigs? No, we need a dozen pigs. Uh, how about a half dozen? That only lasts us a couple days. You're not eating an entire pig in one day. I could. They weigh 500 pounds. They weigh almost as much as you do. We get the smaller pigs. <laughs> Why would you get a smaller pig? So we could have more pig. You'd have more pig if you had bigger pigs instead of smaller pigs. No, it, because if you only have this much room and you can only add four pigs, and if I make them smaller and I can double it, now we have eight pigs. You want eight small pigs instead of six big pigs. Yes, that's more numbers. Okay, so numbers it is. All right, so we'll get eight small pigs instead of six big pigs and two dozen chickens. That sounds good. And then we scrape off the stuff for cool. And we scrape the boat for poop. I, okay, I think we've... Did we miss anything? You know there has to be another way in and out. Nobody has only one door. But we have no idea where it is, and I don't really want to ask this thief. So Jubal has offered his help to us. We don't trust him. I know. He's not going to help. You couldn't get in th- from his compound? They're right next door to each other. It's like across the street. Oh, I thought they were right next door to no. each other. I mean, one of the neighbors. But that would mean more work to try and ingratiate ourselves with them. I think that would be difficult to pull off, especially being outsiders like we are. How many people do we need to get in, do we think? If you send me, it should be one. I don't think you should go alone, though. Things I think Lovac and Jill are too obvious and would be better off as the distraction at the gate, whereas the I other agree. four of us could be the ones doing the infiltrating. I have seen Lovac make people invisible. How That's does that work, Lovac? Uh, how many of those can you do? How many people could you make invisible? Are you writing or asking? Writing. And then walking over to you. Well, and he's in it. the middle of a conversation between pigs and chickens. Yeah, so. So, I'm, so I'm like in between you with this piece of paper. He's got his finger up, telling me to wait one moment. Oh, one. One chicken. That's how many chickens you need. And then I walk back over. One hundred. And show the group. He can make one person invisible. Well, then we've got one definite in. And that someone can give us more information about what's inside if they can communicate outside of the walls. And I can communicate without talking to anybody, too, and allow them to talk back to me. Message is wonderful. If it's a big enough distraction, the guards on the walls are going to go to the front. So that's our chance. So we need to either go to the back of the manor or onto one of the sides, which will have us go into one of the neighboring manors. If I can get in and get close to the target without being seen, I can almost certainly kill him quickly. Yeah, but then you have to saw his head off. Once the body is dead, the body is dead. You know, sawing the head off does sound like a big pain. But most of the mission is done. She wants the head. If she just gets a dead body in his palace, I'm sure she would give us most of the gold. You would be able to get in unseen, but then sawing the head off and getting out unseen is a whole different story. Indeed. That's where support would be good. So if I went in first, invisible, with the distraction at the front gate, one in, do the deed, the others are following just moments behind. Oh, what about like special meals? I mean, we're going to be on the boat for a while. What about something different? I mean, we're already bringing a fishing pole so we can get the two-mouthed fish. They're big, so we can get a couple good meals out of them. 
what else can we bring? I... A llama. They make the fuzziest little slippers. I don't ever think I had that. And then it's an exotic. I don't know if they have llamas. I haven't seen a llama. We have to look for llamas. Yeah, we'll have to find whatever. We have to be careful. They spit at you when they're alive. But if it spits at me, it's dead. Well, that's the whole point. We can't eat it live. At least not most of us. I think Tuco would try. Tuco would definitely try. Shin. He just stares at things a lot. I don't understand him sometimes. You don't have to understand him. Then how am I going to know what he wants when he needs it? He'll ask. He's a big boy. Never stops you from asking. The problem is, is we also don't know about the dogs. They could be poisoned. They could be poisoned. They could be, but that would also attract attention. I mean, uh, yes. Ben. But they would also, they wouldn't be able to see you, but they'd be able to smell you better than any person could. Yes. Dogs are a problem. How big was the distance between the wall and the building? This was a sprawling manner. Shin, how many of those smoke bombs can you make? Uh, I have one right now, and I have eight more containers, which we may want to start thinking about other possibilities. I'm quite sure we could do something that's like noxious smoke in order to cover up scents. Noxious smokes, yeah, that would work well with Tuco's skill set. So the two of you could collaborate on... Getting me to like the that. building. It's not just you. Well, no, but as I said, my chance of assassinating somebody is fairly high. That is what you do. It is what I do. Your specialty. You okay. formulated a plan? What do you think of Mule? As much as my skill set would be helpful inside the compound, I'm not sure if my chances of getting in unseen are that high. Mm -hmm. I'm not very stealthy. Tuko is stealthy. Shin, stealthy. I'm stealthy. You're stealthy. I'm not so stealthy. I'm then slightly stealthy. Maybe you at the front gate as backup support. Not initial, just in case things get out of hand. Do remember, yeah. I think I once the distraction there. starts at the front gate, I can go over any wall. I know. I will be using a grappling hook. I'll be climbing up after you. Yeah. So the three of us in the back going over the wall, the three of you in the front for major distraction. We use smoke bombs to traverse. Now that will, of course, draw attention back towards us. But we can also use smoke bombs across the front of the grounds. We can give mm -hmm. smoke bombs to the distraction party. Yeah, they just need to be lit. And lit and thrown, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Light them once, six seconds later, they go off. Yeah. I would also suggest maybe some poisoned meat. For the dogs. That you could just drop on your way at random points. Agreed. Yeah. They'll eventually find them. Even the most trained dog will have a hard time turning to a piece of raw meat. So we've got some poisoned meat. We've got smoke, confusion. Once we hit the house, did you happen to see where his room was? No. He came out on the balcony for an hour smoking his pipe, and then he went back inside. That should be close to his bed. We hope. There wasn't much I could glean from, from your description. The I don't see him walking very far just to have a smoke. I agree with Shin's assessment. I don't think he's going to be moving and around. And I'm pretty sure those dogs far. are going to be hungry as hell. I'm sure they don't get much off of his plate. So if I displace my grapple when we hit the top of the wall, maybe we don't go through the door. We try to get to an upper floor. How many floors up was he? Three floors. We could get up three floors with a good rope. I Decent can always throw. bring can, a good rope up there and you drop just, it down. You could just do that as well. That's even easier. Yeah. Because the grapple, sometimes it, it takes a while. Plus it makes noise. Yes. So if you could tie off up at the third floor... We scale the wall. We're at least on the right floor, we think, without fighting all the house guards. We know he's going to be on that balcony. Do we want to go directly to that balcony or they, to some place that's close? I think that balcony is probably the best bet. That was the one time I saw him come out was at that balcony. And then wait. So we should be doing this... At night. 10 to 11-ish? How much time do we need? We, if we're going to use the pastries as a distraction, we can't do it at night. Yeah, that'd be during the day. Correct. But he never leaves, so... If he's not on the third, we'll start moving down floors. And was that the top floor? That was the top floor, so and the patrols seem to be 
heaviest at night. So, okay. so during is. the day, maybe actually our better bet. Now, we do have to recognize that the queen has sanctioned this, but a merchant of this power will have many friends. We will be wanted men because we will not be hidden. They'll know who did this because these guys will be standing at the front gate swinging swords. So we will have to leave town immediately, basically. Which we plan to. Good. Okay, because, we should have all of because, our leaving because, town because stuff together. I agree. Cool, that's something that we'll need to uh, make sure that all of our equipment is ready to go. Maps. Make the attempt tonight to preset some smoke bombs so that we don't have to do anything but light them in passing. The risk of discovery would blow our entire mission. Correct. And we'd want to be able to toss them in. You can't toss them. Can't toss them? They're made of glass. Oh. But you can roll them. You can roll them. They have to be treated gently until the uh, fuse hits the combustion. I'm working on other designs, but that's the only one I've got so far that I can make work. I think you and Tuco should spend some time tonight to figure out what kind of effects you want to... Yes, I think we can throw our kits together and come up with something. Now, if we do come up with something where the smoke is more than smoke... You don't want to stand in it, obviously. Right. Make sure to label those clearly. That's what, I mean, the six-second wait is for. Time to get away. And Shin, you can create fire through magic, yes? Press the digitation, baby. So can I, if needed, at the gate. Oh, hey, that would be fun. Should we burn the place down on our way out? No. No, because one, in the event that things go amazing, Jabal said that we could have anything we wanted in there. And then he'll come in and take everything else. Yes. It was Kushim. Oh, that was, K- was Kushim. Yeah, he was talking about Cabal's. Yeah. Correct. Oh, Jabal, okay, okay. Jabal's palace. Jabal, this is a rival merchant. Jabal's going to want to take over what he has. All we have to do is leave the doors open on our way out. Are we pretending to be friends with Jabal now? No. Okay. On, we Only have a, to pretend until right. we decide which contract we're taking. Only as the point that it serves our interest. Mm-hmm. Just like he is pretending to be friends with us, we'll pretend to be friends with him. Hey, I, I may have overplayed my hand in that direct confrontation. I don't think he'll be my friend. That's okay. I don't think you're going to be friends with his guards anytime soon. Yes, well. Are we planned enough for this current meeting? I think so. Return to the palace, make our preparations, because we can prepare safely there. Get some rest. Just don't. Get some alchemy time Don't in. talk extensively about our plans, other than for this specific contract. And take that parchment and burn it right now on a candle. I burn and, up everything we wrote. And I'll carve a sigil with my name in it in the table. All right, so we've taken care of Ku, because we're going to make sure we get plenty of stuff scraped off the side of the boat for him. We know it doesn't matter what we're going to eat. We'll just let Mule chase it around the boat and finally kill it. And Tuko will get the first dibs because he wants it raw, or seems to. I mean, any man that likes that much blood has got to like his meat raw. But I guess the bigger question is, where do we get this boat from? We steal it. What size boat? A big one. We got to make room for lots of pigs and chickens. If it's a big boat, we can add more pigs. We still have to fit ourselves. And any gold and stuff we take with us, got to have room for the payment. If we're stealing it, there is no payment. We're stealing the boat. We're not stealing our payment. We're still offered 10,000 gold for heads and things like that. And I like this plan. Give you a big meaty pat on the back. There you go. High five. What the hell are these idiots doing? They're sitting there staring at each other. I think they're having a staring contest. Unlike us, we're actually getting something done. That's because we're the smart ones. Well, at least we get things done. I don't know about smart. All right. Well, it looks like they're done whatever they're doing. So let's find out what's going on over there. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. Join us every other week as the Eve's Watch continue their adventures in Perth. Thank you to our patrons. Find us on Patreon to join the executive producers team and support the podcast. Our cast, Bill Robitaille, Louis Aponte, Frank Whedon, Jared Parker, Marcus Holt, Sin Morse, our DM, Scott, and me, Nova. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us every other week.